You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, with me in the studio today, straight from Cinematic Adventures and your mom's diary, Sean. Sean, how are you today? I'm just peachy. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Thank you for joining us because oh, other, co- happy to. You know, other co-hosts don't go see the movie. Hey, other co-hosts are going to be a father soon, so it's you know what? Give, give them, give them, give them some. We will allow it, we'll but allow anyway. It. So we are finally back, but we did take a little break on all of our shows, so we are excited it's to- Much needed break. Uh, much needed break. We all, we're, all going, we're all doing stuff, you know? It's, this is like the busiest time of the year, not only for me personally with work, but also with just movies and this and that, so- Just trying to find the time at this point, you know? Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. But we're excited because this is a movie that we've very much been looking forward to for the past, what, two years? Three years? When did the first one come out? I'll be honest with you. I I really kept forgetting this movie was coming out. Really? Did you? But not not in terms of I had no desire to see it. It was just, I just kept forgetting about it. You are terrible. There was not a whole lot of... The the, uh, the, the Well, we just found out today that this movie was supposed to come out a year ago. We didn't even realize that it was ever delayed. Like, I don't remember... I'm sure we realized at the time. But we didn't make a big thing about it. I don't think so. Because you would think we would have. You would think, but we didn't. We didn't. Uh, And we're talking about Fast X, obviously. Shut up, we're not talking about Fast X. (laughs) Cars in space! And for the record, the previous movie came out in 2018. So it's it's been been five years. Five years. That's crazy. And, of course, we are talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse today. Mmm... Think that was that was a good that was mm. a nice mm, yeah, yeah indeed we're trying to we're trying to save our thoughts indeed indeed because as typical when we do a movie that has been released in the, the basically <laughs> right right as it came out like we do our we do our episodes with the release we'll do a non spoiler section for yes. those of you guys who haven't seen it yet and then we'll do our spoiler warning and then jump into the actual spoiler discussion because this movie has a lot to talk about and. If you haven't seen this movie yet and you're just listening to the intro, which, hey, what's up? This is one of the very few movies that I say I have to go see it again in a theater. Oh, okay. I, I would definitely go see this film yeah. again in a much nicer theater than we did. Mm. If and, they were to re-release this next year when the next one comes out and you watch them back to back, would you do that? Yes. Okay. That'd be a lot of fun. Especially in the right theater. Yeah. Like a nice like a nice digital theater. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, but this movie, if you are... For some reason, if you're on the fence about this movie... I'd be surprised if you were. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm actually quite intrigued by that because I mean, I don't know what the overall feelings are about the first one in terms of the fan base. Because I mean, it's it's a lot. It's all you know. The, the, the first one, they both have universal acclaim. They are both absolutely. like just considered some of the best superhero movies of all time, and and best animated movies of all time. Mm-hmm. In fact, this one is now currently the longest animated film ever. Suppose, yeah, that's 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 what I'm told. Yeah, that's okay. what I've read on the interwebs, but. Like these movies, it, I want to see what kind of awards this one picks up just for the style alone. Well, the first one I think didn't it win? I think that won Best Animated Film I think so, for the yeah. Oscars. So yeah, no, this one I, I'd be shocked if this one doesn't win. Oh yeah, it, I mean I'm trying to think what other animated films are really. Ah, DreamWorks always got something coming out. Yeah, Disney, Dream. Pixar's already got some. Elemental I think is coming out soon, which is supposedly going to be 
you know, pretty good. I don't know. Like, it's funny because like Pixar, <clears throat> Pixar still makes great things, but they haven't made the best things. No, for the longest time, it was just like Pixar would always win because it would be like the most, probably the most popular and also maybe original, but. I think Pixar's kind of losing its steam here a yeah, little bit. Yeah, like I like Soul, but nobody ever talks about Soul. Nah, no one talks about Soul. Lightyear was apparently not that Lightyear, good. and they just they apparently just fired a couple of the guys who were in charge of that movie. Which yeah. which is just a dick move, I'm sorry. The one Pixar movie that did not do well and you're gonna find the guys. I hate that. That but yeah, I, see, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I so my, I think the big issue with Lightyear was that the tone was completely different from Toy Story. Like it was supposedly the the movie that inspired Andy yeah. to love Buzz Lightyear, but we like we get that, but people don't seem to get that. Yeah, I think, but people are watching. They're like, "Why would a nine-year-old be like enthralled with this movie?" Like, are to, you serious? That's that's what people say about that. Are you, well, where are you people been? Nine-year-olds are enthralled with whatever movie they see. Uh, apparently not when I go see Spider Verse because we had nothing but kids being assholes at the theater. By the way, if you guys go take your kids to a theater, make sure they have some decorum. It is just it was rough. That was one thing I. I still to this day thank my parents for they I don't recall the talk like hey you need to be quiet yeah but I was no, I, I, I'll double check with them but I don't think I was ever a rowdy kid when it came to being in a movie theater now you're just a rowdy adult I am Yeah. now you're making up for lost time I love it but anyway so really quick since Sean you were not on our original discussion we're, we're not going to do any news because obviously this movie is going to take up a lot of discussion yeah. time and we're really waiting for for flash at this point sean and i were talking off air about planning when that we're gonna see that i'm also gonna have a, a flash article on the website this mm. week about the show because the show just ended you didn't you gave up on flash. i haven't watched flash in probably five years it ended on a bit of a whimper unfortunately really i mean they uh, without spoiling anything they brought back like all the old villains and everything and just kind of just it like, fell flat yeah, unfortunately. And CW's not doing too well on their endings. Even Supernatural fell on a whimper. Yeah, Supernatural ended technically the episode before yeah. the series finale. But uh, Superman and Lois, though, my brother just started watching it. So we, we watched that down at the is beach that, Is it official? Is that they, going to move into Max or is that staying on It's still CW? on the ether between that and Gotham or Knights. Or not even, not even So continuing. apparently DC has, or Warner Brothers TV has, they have two DC shows right now. Mm-hmm. They have Gotham Knights and Superman and Lois. Gotham Knights is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Superman and Lois is better, clear, has better numbers and, and reviews. So the rumor is that they want to move it to Max. I hope they do. I don't know. I know you haven't watched any of it, but it is probably... This season, the third season of Superman and Lois has probably been some of the best superhero television of all time. Wow. They managed to figure out... Remember how Superman Returns tried to make him more relatable by making him an illegitimate father? <laughs> Whose son is that? Yeah. Who's they... Fa- oh, no. They... A concept that I hated in Superman Returns, they actually make work exceptionally well in <laughs> Superman and Lois. Where, because the, the appeal of this show is, yes, there's really cool Superman action set pieces and Superman challenges, but he has more challenges at home trying to be a father and a husband. Mm-hmm. And it's much more relatable. So, not that I have challenges being a husband. I'm a great mm-hmm. husband. I love you. I love you, Producer Melanie. But anyway. So, for this though, you didn't get a chance to... To see or to talk with us about the first one. So, what are your thoughts on the on the first? What is it? An Into the Spider. Into the Spider. So, I I can remember when the we started seeing trailers for this movie. I was not really that into seeing it. Well, the, first, it was, the first trailer was them in the subway just talking to each other. But it, but it was at that time when obviously Disney had come to the agreement with Columbia and was like, okay, we're going to combine our forces on the, the Tom Holland Spider Man's, and then. Columbia just started 
throwing out all these other movies like Venom, this, and was like, they're holding on dearly to this property, but they don't want Disney anywhere near this stuff. And mm-hmm. I just was like, it just felt like Disney with Star Wars for me. I was like, well, you guys are just bleeding this to death. Like, whatever. So, movie comes out. I didn't see it in theaters. I'm pretty confident you did. Yes. And you from the get-go were like, dude, it's really good. You got to go see it. You got to see it. Never saw it in theaters. This was actually a COVID lockdown movie for me. Where, you know, we were, you know, obviously locked down for, for a couple months. And you just, you had endless... I was watching endless movies that I had not seen before, and this was one of them, and it was fantastic. So good. The animation was just, you know, the best I'd seen in a long time. You know, better than, in my opinion, I think it was better than, you know, Pixar and Disney's animation. The style was just unbelievable. The voice acting was good. The storyline was good. And it really, it, it struck me how really much I enjoyed that movie. I'm not going to lie. I just did not really remember there was a sequel. Of coming yeah. I knew there would be, but it's been five years. I was like, I don't know when this movie's coming out. And But I really enjoyed Into the Spider-Verse. It was a, it was a unexpected surprise for me that I enjoyed it as much as I did. So these both Spider-Verse movies work in a couple of different capacities. One <clears throat> is purely the animation style. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the animation style when I saw it in theaters. Really? It was it was too jarring for me because like they do a lot you could do an entire like, speed racer. They you could do a ton of videos on everything about, mm-hmm. you know, like on YouTube I follow up Cinema Wins. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of them. And they he did a video where he talked about just the artistic style alone and, and the differences that they did. Like, you know, Miles would be running at like slower frame rates than other characters to show that they're faster than like just some incredible stuff that they do. And I remember walking out of the theater, though, going, you know, besides the animation, I really like that movie. And then finally, like, it started to, like, just kind of marinate a little bit. Because mm-hmm. Spider-Man is one of my top five favorite superheroes. Yeah. I'd say, I, I want to say he's actually number two. It goes, like, Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Cyclops, that kind of rating system. But for me, like, to have... This was the first <clears throat> time... I will say that these are the best multiverse movies that we've ever gotten. And that's not saying, you know... Some of the other ones are terrible. Like No Way Home was fu- was good, was a good time, but it's not as rewatchable, unfortunately. No, no. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness was kind of a letdown. Yes, I'm, we're, we're going to hold all judgment about Flash until we actually sit down and see yeah, it. Yeah, until we see it. I mean, it's getting people are you know raving about what they've seen, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting until I see it. It's DC. We got to wait till you <laughs> actually see it, unfortunately. But I think the best iteration of the multiverse up until the point was honestly the Arrowverse. Oh, with the the crisis on Infinite Earths. With all that stuff, like they they tackled the multiverse in season two of Flash, oh, yeah. and they they ran with it, no pun intended, and they did a much better job than some of the other shows. But I remember this is this is the callback. You ready? In the '90s, the Spider-Man animated show, they did a Spider Verse crossover at the end. Really? Where basically the entire show led up to Spider-Man having to defeat another version of Spider-Man that had the Carnage symbiote, and. This he, was the 90s This was the show? 90s cartoon show. And he recruited Spider-Men from all different universes, including one Spider-Man with Doc Ock arms, mm-hmm. one Spider-Man that was still going through the spider mutation where he had extra arms, a rich Spider-Man who had the metal 90s like silver suit, mm-hmm. Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, and I think there was one, one more who was an actor who played Spider-Man on TV. Oh, wow. And he actually goes to that actor's universe at the end and meets Stan Lee, who created him. And voiced by Stanley. Stanley. So, like, Spider-Man has always, for some reason, really lent himself well to multiverse stuff. 
And mm-hmm. I think so far, Spider-Man has been the most successful with it. I'm also not going to lie. I'm, I'm getting multiverse out. Really? It's just too much. It's just all over the place. It really is. But again, I respect this storyline. Like, I thought the multiverse, the multiverse of madness was, as you said, it's a huge letdown of the movie. Mm-hmm. It really didn't, in my except for that one scene with the Illuminati, with the Illuminati, it really didn't, feed didn't into capture the, multi- the multiverse, the multiverse idea that we, I guess, were expecting it to. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, you know, No Way Home. I personally think it was a cop out. They, they were just they took the nostalgia. They, they took they the nostalgia and they really like you know brought the fans back to it. It was like oh we actually do like Andrew Garfield now and and Tobey Maguire you know ten years ago we wanted them murdered but eh, we like them like, okay for the yes. record again I always liked Andrew Garfield you did you did I, I I defended those movies tooth and nail you did. to people and like and not not to like you know, fight with Sean because like Sean and I have always had differing opinions about movies. There are some movies that he loves that I don't like or vice versa. And that's what makes a good show in all honesty conversation. But I remember like, I would be like, man, I love amazing Spider-Man and I'll always be the first one to be like, the scripts are not that good, but they, like you were, you defended it. You liked it. You, and I was just like, I was just like, Paul, it's literally a remake of the first one. There's nothing different except the actors. I will say though, (laughs) that the, that's why these movies work. The Spider-Verse yes. movies work because they did they did it in the right order. Mm-hmm. It went, all right, characters, script, then all the fun stuff. Yeah. Right? They Their focus was way more. And that's also why the reason this works is because they did not use Peter Parker as the main character. I hate to say it. Well, no, you're right. And that was another factor and was like when I first heard about this movie, I was like, it's not even Peter Parker. I mean, I am not a comic book kid i did not grow up on comic books so i knew nothing of miles morales i knew nothing of all the different variations of the character any character yeah yeah so i was like well it's not even spy it's not even you know peter parker like this is the spider-man we've all known it's like oh, okay this is you were ecstatic for it. it's like oh it's miles morales that's pretty cool you know something different but again it's it's for someone who didn't grow up with that mm. i was like do i want to see this i don't know like, yeah yeah but I think again, it works because it's Miles Morales as the main character, and then in the, and also the bad guys are not as traditional Spider-Man villains. Like you have Kingpin in the first movie, yeah, which is not a traditional Spider-Man villain, is it? He he was first a Daredevil villain, Daredevil. and then he was big in like the cartoon series. Kingpin was a big character as the villain, but we've never seen him in live action, with the exception of the Daredevil TV show and the Daredevil movie. Yeah. Oh, in the Daredevil movie. That's right. Michael Clark Duncan. That's yeah. funny. But uh, to have him as the main antagonist and then have like the female Doc Ock. Because again, yeah. and it was the line that Peter P. Barker uses. He's like, and I examine my, re-examine my personal bias when he realizes that the doctor's a female. But it's just stuff like that really works. And then in this movie, you have, without we're not going to do any spoilers, but you have Miguel O'Hara as... Mm a hero slash antagonist. He's, he kind of plays the role of both. And then you have the spot as like the quote unquote, which to take a villain like the spot, and that's what they do really well with these movies to take a villain like the spot and actually make him a force to be reckoned with Mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. But so for this movie, this, this movie is very simple. Again, no spoilers yet. We promise the movie starts off. It's a year later and the spider verse is reexamined by the effects and ironically enough it ties into the first movie i didn't think it would seeing mm-hmm. watching the trailers this movie is directly caused by the first by movie by the first movie and when you find out in the middle and you're like oh my god it sounds like they've really actually planned it out which sometimes sequels suffer from where they try and retro recon things mm-hmm. and it's like that doesn't work 
You know, you can't just say this because something. So they do a really good job. And the movie, I mean, basically this movie starts off and it's like the first 20 minutes are all about Gwen Stacy. Which was very different. Which was different. And I'm sitting in the theater and I'm like, did I miss something? Is this going to be all from Gwen's point of view? Which was not a problem. I was just intrigued. I was like, oh, okay. It's clearly after the the events of the first movie because mm-hmm. she's miss she she's missing Miles she doesn't see him, but you know she, and it's showing what she has to deal with in her world having you know basically her father, you know, is chasing her because yeah. it's the whole notion that you know the Captain Stacy is looking to take down Spider Man Spider Person Spider Person <laughs> so it was it was definitely an interesting beginning to the movie a lot more Gwen Stacy in this yes a lot more traveling it's Haley Steinfeld right yeah yeah. But anyway, um, she comes back as a hawk girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, or hawk, Hawkeye. She technically becomes. She's technically Hawkeye, Hawkeye but yeah, I, I would, I would be really good with the Hawkeye show. Was way better than it deserved to be. I actually did enjoy that. Yeah. I, forgot, I keep forgetting about the Hawkeye TV show, but I actually did like that. The only missed opportunity of the Hawkeye TV show was at the very ends when they're on the ice rink for Spider-Man to be swinging overhead because of how mm. No Way Home ended. That would have been interesting. That would have been perfect. But so really quick, we'll talk a little bit about some of the returning cast. We have Shameik Moore returning as Miles Morales. um, And he's definitely going through the typical Spider-Man challenges because we've talked a lot about in past years, especially with the MCU. They got rid of the secret identity trope. Mm -hmm. And it's not as common as it used to be. And even on like shows on like The Flash and stuff like that, they tackle it in the first couple of seasons and then it's just everybody finds out who they are. Like... What do you, what do you think about the whole superhero secret identity mentality thing? I mean, that's it's just rooted in the the whole world of comic book characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you're right; it doesn't seem to be as big of a deal anymore. But there's still something to the whole, you know, masked vigilante or masked you know antihero that we don't know who that is, and they got to obviously live their lives not being able to tell the people closest to them, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's a struggle, but I still think there's something to that. I do too. If it's done right. And the whole point about Spider-Man is, and the reason they put him in a full bodysuit, Stanley, and they say it in the first movie, anybody could be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Anybody could wear that mask. So I, I always like, you know, and obviously they update his costume in this with Miles, and he looks, I, I like the costume a lot more with this, with the red underlines, even mm-hmm. though they keep asking if, if he's bleeding under his armpits or whatever it was. But you got Haley Seinfeld coming back as Gwen Stacy, much bigger role in this movie, a lot more depth to her. Like, we learned a little bit about her in the first movie, mm-hmm. but this movie really fleshes it out. We got Brian Tyree Henry coming back as Jefferson Moore, Jefferson Morales, excuse me, Luna Lauren and Velez as Rio Morales. So you get to see a lot more of the parents in this one. Mm-hmm. And I like, you get to see him and Spider-Man interact, and that's a lot of fun. That's fun, yes. We got, we got a taste of it at the end of the first movie. I love the, the scene in, in when they're talking to the teacher. Or whoever that is in the school, and they're going over his grades, and it's like A A, and then B plus smash, and then and then and then his father's just like, oh, oh you, no, are you, are you trying to die? <laughs> they, they, that's the thing. So it's very unique in a Spider-Man dynamic to have the parents both heavily involved and be there. Mm-hmm. You know, where the point to the point where they talk about it, mm-hmm. like, but oh my god, some of those scenes with the family were just so fantastic yeah. and just so relatable. Like, we've all been teenagers who have, like, the awkward moments with our parents. Like, you know, you're talking to a girl and your mom walks in, like, oh, no. No, mom, please. But it just really good stuff with the family. Jake Johnson returns as Peter B. Parker. We have Jason Schwartzman as The Spots. I did not expect to enjoy The Spots so much, but I really like Jason Schwartzman. I think he's a pretty funny guy. So to have him play that character was really entertaining mm-hmm. this is actually just skin oh 
But anyway, Issa Rae as Jessica Drew slash Spider-Woman. I'm not going to do all the Spider-People because obviously just the ones that have been heavily shown in the marketing. Yeah. That way it's not spoiling. And I'll do one more just for you guys. We have Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara slash Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. I remember when we saw the first teaser for this movie and we saw all these characters in like it was a very different animation style. The first teaser than we actually got in the film. Okay. I'd have to. I'll show it to you after. But I remember not liking it at first because I liked how Spider Man twenty ninety nine looked at the end of the Spider Man movie mm-hmm. or the first one where like in the post credit scene he looked like very sleek and but like in this one he's like huge. I Oscar Isaac killed it. He does a great job. I'm not great with voices. Like I it depends on the on the actor. But you know I was just like I'm watching the movie and I'm like. Voices sound familiar, and I just I'm like I can't place any of them, you know, because mm-hmm. I think I couldn't even remember that was Haley Steinfeld or whatever. But yeah, they 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 just kind of melt found, into these they roles. They found people whose voices don't oversurp the character, mm-hmm. you know, not to knock, you know, like back in the day when it's Robin Williams doing the genie, you know, that's Robin Williams. Oh yeah, James Woods doing Hades, you know, that's James Woods. You know that James type of thing. Woods. They didn't really cast for name. They just made sure the voices fit the characters and, and did the characters justice. Oh, that's like one more. Andy Samberg as Ben Riley slash Scarlet Spider. Yeah, I didn't You did know. not know that was Andy Samberg until I pointed I it out. I didn't pay attention. I was just I remember as you said the character and I'm like, I'm listening, I'm like, yeah, but it didn't sound like him. Like, and they do didn't... a really good job with that stuff. Yeah. All right. So with that, we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we are gonna do a full spoiler discussion on Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Spoilers. But, exactly. But first, a quick break. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. All right, we are back and this is your last chance. This is spoiler warning for Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and we are going to not hold back. There's going to be a lot we're going to miss because that's the problem with seeing a movie like this one time in theaters two days ago. Mm-hmm. But we are going to do our very best. Again, spoiler alert, you have been warned. All right, so. Again, you've been warned. There are so many spider people in this movie. Oh, my God. I am glad, though, that we did not get all these spider people thrown at us in the first 10 minutes of this movie. No. It know. would have been an easy cop out for them to literally just pull Miles into this new spider. Because that's what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Miles, like. Gwen recruiting him into this Spider-Verse, and that was the whole movie. I'm glad it wasn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was looking forward to it. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. But obviously, that just, yeah. it doesn't work out that way. So we find out that the plot of this movie, there's two There's two plot points going on at this. One is the spot, who mm-hmm. is a character. You have no clue who the spot is, right? I never heard of him until the movie. No. So the spot was in the 90s Spider-Man show also. Okay. Same, played by Dr. Jonathan, or... Character, the character, the character the is Dr. Jonathan Ohm, 
And he has a great episode. In fact, the one thing about this episode that is super, super noticeable was the Spider-Man TV show was heavily censored, Mm -hmm. exceptionally censored to the point where the the police didn't carry actual guns. They carried laser guns because they thought kids would find that less realistic, which true, 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 true. The NYPD is not getting laser guns anytime soon. And Spider-Man wasn't allowed to punch anyone. If you watch the entire Spider-Man animated show, he never lands a single punch except one episode with the spot where he's calculating that if he goes through one of those holes, he'll catch him. And it's the only time in that entire show that Spider-Man lands a punch because he goes, because basically they cut it off where it's just half of his hand doing it. Stupid. But they do a much better job with the spot in that where like literally he, he has one single spot on his chest in a white bodysuit and he's able to expand it to turn into the spot. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Because it's funny when, the character first appears on the screen. I'm just like, that is a weird costume. Who is that? Like, what villain is this? And then you hear him talking, and he goes like, "No, this is this is me. I can't take this off. This is not a mask. This, you know, it's like <laughs> it's my skin. This is my skin." And you're you're watching it, and 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 Miles swoops in, and you can tell. And, you know, Miles is in like a rush. You know, he's trying to get back to to see his parents at the, the at school, the, the parent teacher conference. So he's not taking the guy seriously. Yeah. You know, the guy's trying to steal an ATM. He's literally shoving the ATM down one of the holes, and it just keeps popping up in the weirdest places. And so the the reason that this scene works even better is because later on we see Miles trying to get the cakes there, mm-hmm. and he gets distracted by supervillains. And he's just, like, literally just one-shotting them. Yeah. Like, he's at that point in his career where he's, like, feeling the most confident. Yeah. So it makes sense that Cocky he's... And com- yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that he's going to deal with the spot and be like, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. So, of course, that motivates the spot. It's like... You don't think I'm that, <laughs> that supervillain? We'll the, show you. The best is you find out that the spot was like around for the first movie, and the, he's the guy that can hit, with the, hit in the head with the bagel. Yeah. And even funnier, if you watch that, you actually do see a scientist get hit in the head with a bagel, and when it hits him, a comic prompt comes up that just says, bagel. And he drops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did my research before watching this. But we don't actually see him at the end of the movie. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, so he was there when the particle when Spider-Man turns off the collider and he gets caught in basically a very comic book inspired village villain origin story. Mm-hmm. So I will say that having a multiverse quote unquote bad guy in a multiverse movie was smart. Mm-hmm. Very smart. And the spot the, the visuals with the spot were fantastic. They were, very, they were really good. They they lend so well to Spider-Man in general. Where it's very like fun and and hilarious, and there's jokes and there's visual gags, and my, I think Miles Morales they do a lot better with, mm-hmm. you know, like if you watch the first Spider Verse movie and you see the the Peter Parker of that universe, and he's all like, yeah, he's still Spider Man, but it's not as like cartoony or like as, it's not as physically funny, mm-hmm. like he's still making quips and stuff like that, but he's much more mm-hmm. elegant in his motions. Miles is very like. Oh my god, I got hit by a bus. Oh my god, ow. Oh, I tripped. Like he's still like hitting things as he swings and stuff like that. So it's it's a perfect balance for me. Yeah. But the spot just wants to be taken seriously by his quote unquote nemesis. And when he accidentally travels, apparently the spot has his own dimension called Spot World, where basically that's where he was. And he get having him travel through all the spots was really funny. That was good. It's like, oh, he goes into the Lego movie, the Lego area, he goes into the Venom universe and talks to Mrs. Chen. Yeah, you know. and they do a great job making him look quote unquote realistic. Real. Yeah, and that was the one thing about this movie they they lean into so many different styles, mm-hmm. 
And the first movie, it was all these characters in Miles's world, and you only saw their world through flashbacks. Did you were you ever did you ever find it jarring to go to some of these other characters' worlds and and like see the colors there and how things change there? It's different, yeah. Like the Gwen Stacy, they do a lot more with this movie about when a character's feeling an emotion, the background changes. Like when Gwen and her dad are talking towards the end, like the backgrounds and the colors are constantly changing. And I'm like, imagine that happened in real life. It's like living in a mood ring. <laughs> but it, it's so comic booky. It is so. But it's great. It's, like, it works. It does work. And like, and then going for the other villain of the story, I would kind of consider what's his face, Miguel, as a he's, antagonist. He's an antagonist. Now we'll be interesting to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna mention that the movie? The movie, yeah. the movie does end on a cliffhanger. The movie ends on a cliffhanger, so we have a year, less than a year until the next, the, the next part comes out, which I had no idea that was going to happen. I did, yeah, I did, I did not know. And so it's that called. Was a, we'll talk about it towards the end when we kind of do some speculation because yeah. it's called Beyond the Spider Verse. Beyond the Spider Verse. But yeah, so you meet the character of, of Miguel, you find out his backstory, and you feel for the guy. Oh yeah, you know, you absolutely feel for the guy, and it just festers and festers with him. Like he's a no nonsense guy. He's he is trying to tell Miles like what is happening here, but he doesn't also, he shows no empathy towards it. He, he's a little so bit. He does. He does to a point, but he is that kind of guy that it's like, here's the line. Yeah. We can't cross it. Cause I did. And yeah. I saw what happens. So we find out that in this spider verse, in the multiverse, there are anomalies and we, we've tackled this in other spider verse or another multiverse projects like Loki. That was the whole point. Yeah. And even to the point where when he first lines up the Spider-Verse, the first thing you see is the the blue like tree-looking thing. That's from Loki. That's the timeline oh, really? when it's splintered. So that that is from the MCU. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that Miles is what's called an anomaly. But yeah. he's an anomaly in his own universe. So basically the spider we find out from the first movie that bit him was originally sub- from, from another dimension. Year, another, yeah. And from there, you know, doing the collider, it came from universe 42. And it never bit that Peter Parker there. It never created Spider-Man. Instead, it came here and created basically a second Spider-Man. And they do a great job tying it into the first movie where Peter died protecting you. You weren't supposed to be there. You're the thing that caused all this stuff. You created the spot. You created this multiverse threat. Like, we, that's why we don't want you here. Because they do say, like, he can't come here. He can't be part of this. And it's because he sneaks along that he yeah. starts changing things too, especially with, we find out that, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to say his name, Prokbor, Prokbar, Parker? Yeah. in Spider-Man India. Well, that's what he's called. Please don't come at me. But yes, Spider-Man uh, India was supposed to lose his girlfriend's father mm-hmm. on the bridge, but Miles saves him and the child. And that's because basically they play into the trope that some superheroes have defined superhero origins. You know, you got Batman has to lose his parents to become Batman. Spider-Man has to lose Uncle Ben. Has to lose Uncle Ben, and he has, has to lose Captain Stacy. A close confidant, yeah. yeah. Superman's planet has to explode. Like, part of these things that are just ingrained into the superhero mythology that if you change, they're not going to be the same superhero. And so, we it's a great idea for them to play with and a great idea for them to explore. And the chase scene in the middle, where mm. they're trying to get Miles, is just fantastic. It is fantastic. Because basically what they're telling him is, you know, you know, Captain Stacy, this and that. And he's just like, oh, my dad's about to be a captain. 
So now it's like they're and like his dad plays the role that Captain Stacy plays with Spider Man. Yeah. So all right, we're gonna get a little controversial. I want to hear your thoughts. You never played the the Spider Man PlayStation game, right? Yeah. You still can. I still have a copy. Don't oh, forget. Nice. It's so good. But in that movie, he has a a good and bad relationship with the police officers in it. Like mm-hmm. some police officers think he's a vigilante and he should be arrested. Others are like, no, we you know we we need him. He's yeah. So apparently, in the new Spider Man game, they're going to take out some of the good relationships with the police officers because of the current world situation. Sean rolled his eyes, all right? Just so you guys know. What do you, I like having the duality. So they're going to make most of the cops hate Spider-Man is what you're talking Probably, about. or be corrupt or whatever it is. And it's funny because you watch any sort of superhero property, I find the relation, like Batman's always had a good and bad relationship with oh, Gotham yeah, because Commissioner Gordon's always been on his side, but there are also cops who are just like, why? Yeah. He is, he's the reason we're dealing with all this crap, you right. know? So I, I like, ha- it, it doesn't have to be just one way or the other. Nah. And I, I like having more layered, because that's how real life works. Yeah. You know, not everybody agrees on everything. Weird. That's we, the whole point. Yeah. And this is the world we're living in now. But it's either got to be one side or the other. Can't be. There's no room for discussion. There's it's no weird. Room. Yeah. Talk to us. But anyway, I really enjoyed Jefferson and, and Spider-Man though. I thought that was a really yeah, good dynamic. I, I would like to see it a little more because you could tell he's not he he he. Obviously, it's different from the first movie, but he's definitely grown more. He trusts Spider Man more. You can tell that they've been working. They've together. been working together, but it's still not like it's nothing compared to like Commissioner Gordon and Batman. It reminds right. me of Gordon and Batman in Pattinson's Batman. You could tell that they have a working relationship, yeah. that they there's a level of trust between them, Maybe, but it's not 100%. Yeah, or even like Gary Oldman and, and Batman in like Batman Begins. Yeah. Kind of like it's that, it's starting. Yeah. It's, we haven't reached the I trust you fully. I love how I you, respect what you're doing, but I also don't agree with it 100% of the time. You know what one of the most realistic things about this movie is? Mm-hmm. Miles curses more. He's yeah. a 15 year old kid. 15 year old kids have mouths for the most part. Pretty much. And one of my favorite lines, and again, this is a movie I have to rewatch just so I can learn more of the lines because some of them are fantastic, where he mumbles, Well, maybe you should get off his ass a little bit. What'd you say? Nothing. Because <laughs> he's Spider Man. You know, the, the, you know, letting your, your wings fly. But uh, what did you think of the twist at the end when he actually got sent to Earth 42 by it? I saw it happening. As it was happening, I was like, "That he's not going to, he's yeah, not going to go to the right that. place. I didn't see that coming. And, 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 and obviously it does a good job where it's like, you know, his mom walks in and he's like, okay, this, I'm going to tell my mom I'm Spider-Man, you know. And it just, you know what the first clue was, though? Well, he put on a jacket that had the Prowler's colors, yeah, the, the I green I, and purple. I would never notice that. Like, yeah. that's not, I, I can't notice those things. If, so, he had, if he put even, on a Harry Housen shirt. And when the mother didn't believe him, I still was like, okay, she just doesn't believe him. Yeah. Like, oh, I wish dad was here, you know, to... The, the script writing is perfect on yeah. that. And then once you see Uncle Aaron, you're like, ah, crap. That's one of the few scenes in this movie that completely warrant a rewatch after knowing yeah. the situation. But I knew the minute he went up to the roof... Yeah. ...that he was going to be... The problem. When, when you saw you know, he got, him get punched, I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's him in this one. I'm curious to see how they explain that. Mm. Probably with the death of his dad and stuff well, like that. Probably. But it's, it's and then you find out. Wonderful uncle there. Yeah, all right. It was great to have Mahershala Ali back. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime you get Mahershala Ali back is great. But also, so the whole, you know, going back to the whole Miguel conversation, it's like Miles is just getting this thrown at him. Like, yeah. He is literally just 
blindsided by all this. After, and an, like, after an entire first movie yeah. of him being told that anybody can be Spider-Man, you have this power. He's now your, being told that you're it's because of you we're dealing with all this trouble. And you are you don't deserve to be when Spider-Man. When your two best friends are standing behind you going like, yeah, we knew this. Oh, this was it was gut wrenching. The, yeah. the 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 Peter B. Parker stuff was worse than than the Gwen Stacy stuff because mm-hmm. Gwen you're following throughout the movie, yeah, and so you kind of see where she's going a little yeah. bit more. And then Peter B. Parker comes out and he's all like, "Hey, man, like this is my daughter. Look at all these pictures." Yeah. And I do love the line he gives to Miguel, like, "You know, we're supposed to be funny, right? Like, we're supposed to be making jokes. You're so serious." But the scene of them when he helps Miles and then he's trying to talk to him and then you find out that he's actually tracking him. I was like, oh, gut punch. I, I'm not sure if he knew he was tracking him. I don't him. think he did. I, really I don't, think, don't he think he did he either. Did. I think he was really just genuinely trying to. Because he even says to Miles, like, you're the reason I have a kid. You're the reason I, I got my life together. Yeah. You, Like, you inspired me. Oh, God. It, right in the yeah. feels. And then, and then it gets to the point where it's like, is Miguel just taking this? He's just taking this way past, you know, it's getting to the point where, like, this guy is going to become a villain. Yeah. Because uh. he, he's just so committed to making sure nothing else happened, which, yes, in essence, he's doing the right thing. He doesn't want what happened to him to happen to anyone else, to any other world. But the whole notion of, like, you should have let that person die, mm-hmm. it's just like, how do you look at someone and go, like, so he, I'm, how I'm am of, I supposed to do that? I'm of two thoughts, right? So, obviously, Miguel leaves Miles alone for a year. Like, like even though Miles is, quote-unquote, an anomaly in his own universe, mm-hmm. it's not like he goes after him. It's not like he's. Oh, I gotta destroy this anomaly. I gotta do whatever. He's like, I'm let it. I'm gonna let him Spider Man. Yeah. He's like, you gotta go through all of this. Like that's why you can't let your dad. You know, your dad's gotta die for you to be the real Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a point of compassion there. Like it's not like he's just a cold hearted like you're an anomaly. You have to die type thing. Oh, I get that. So you have some sympathy, and then you find out his backstory. Where let's let's face it, if you saw another universe that you could take over your own life and it was much better. You know, whether more money or a family or, you know, loved ones that you've lost or whatever it is, like, all of us would jump at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say it. I, like, I'm a very happy person. I, I, you know, I married the love of my life. I have a beautiful home. I have great friends. You know, we do all this stuff. But if I saw a universe where I was a multi-trillionaire, I'd be like, hmm, Elon Musk who? And I like, that, that temptation would be there. So imagine Miguel O'Hara, who has nothing. And that's one of the things I liked about having him. Spider-Man 2099 is very different than Spider-Man. So again, Sean, never never reading the comics, never knowing anything about it. I think this movie does a good job explaining who Miguel is for Mm -hmm. the most part. So in the 90s, the 2099 series was a huge series that they did where basically they took all of their most popular characters and gave them a 2099 variant. Ghost Rider had one, Venom had one, Spider-Man, all these characters. And Miguel O'Hara was one of the more popular ones, just like how Miles Morales is now one of the more popular alternate Spider-Man. So popular to the point where they actually brought them into the main continuity after their after like the Miles was part of a series called The Ultimates. Once that series was done, they actually pulled him from that universe into ours, and he okay. got stuck there. Same thing with Miguel O'Hara. He got stuck in the past, and they gave him a nice new suit that's all white. I got to show it to you. It's really cool. But they do a good, it's a much better idea than having just an, an older evil, quote-unquote, evil or antagonistic Peter Parker. Yeah. I think having Miguel, who is not Peter Parker, and basically we can play around with the fresh slate of him, I think it's a much better idea. All right, so here are some of the other spider people in this movie. 
Oh boy. All right. So most take a of breath, take a breath. I know. I did it in the last episode. I actually went through every single one of them. We'll talk about some of the main ones, like the ones who get their own little intros and stuff like that and play like play a part in the actual film and then we'll talk about the cameos so we have we mentioned Issa Rae as Jessica Drew slash Spider-Woman what did you think of Spider-Woman she's there she's there she's obviously at first she's kind of she 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 looks like she's gonna be like kind of like lovable you know friendly because she's obviously the one who convinces Miguel to bring Gwen Stacy on because she feels for her and then she the more Gwen screws up. Because let's face it, Gwen is also the reason that this is... She lets Miles she do lets, the canon events. She lets Miles... She's not supposed to see Miles. Yeah. They were like, you cannot let him know you're there. You're chasing after the spot. You know, so... You know, she's obviously keeping track on Gwen, and she realizes Gwen has messed up. She's like, I can't help you. You messed up. You need to fix this. So she's clearly still on Miguel's side. She understands that, you know... They've messed up, but she's sticking to the. She's know. still trying to help Gwen, yeah. to a point, and then well, but she's kinda, also holding her responsible. She's holding her responsible. You get a you, you don't know where her she's going to go at the end of the movie because she clearly sees that Gwen is she knows where Gwen is, mm-hmm. but we don't know what's going to come of that. But I would like to see more. She yeah. was, you know, she was. I she's going to be the swing vote in the next movie. Probably, yeah. She's going to be the the one that swings it. And also, fun fact: she's one of the few spider people with no secret identity. Mm. Jessica Drew. So. I just want to see because they make Miguel to be so like angry and he just really like just goes off the reservation how they're going to either reel him back in or is he going to be like the secondary villain in the next movie. So it's funny you say that because Miguel's spider powers are very different than... He's got like a werewolf looking like he's got the claws and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, so in, in the in the comics, he doesn't actually stick to walls. He uses talents that grow. He's mm-hmm. got like, I think he's got like a venom strike too, like a... Like Miles has, yeah, his powers are very, very different. I don't think he actually has like a spider sense per se. Mm-hmm. It's something like slightly different, but yeah, I'm very curious to see what happens with him in the next one. All right, we have Karan Sony as Pavatir Pranpakar. I want to say that or Spider Man India. He was really, it was really funny having him. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is the traffic, and this is more of the traffic. This is the other traffic, yeah. and this is where the British took all of our stuff. And then before you know what the plot line is, you know, the whole notion of this club of Spider-Mans and like, Miguel's like, why wasn't I invited? You know, and, Miles. and nobody, sorry, Miles was like, why wasn't I invited? And, you know, you know, Gwen's just like, just let it go. And this, and then, spider, course, this, this Spider-Man's one. like, oh, I've been here three months. Three months? What yeah. have you done? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's just like, where's this going? Where's this going? Like something's clearly not right with Miles. Like, right. What is it? We don't know yet. So that was interesting, and and just that world that's just showing all the different worlds was also really it was cool. Really cool, all and the, the different versions of New York. Yes, they're all different versions of New York. Basically, it's kind of like Big Hero Six with the San, San Francisco. Tokyo. Well, this place is called Mumbatten, yeah. a combination of Mumbai and Manhattan, which yeah. was really funny. And I liked how like they all had different styles, but they all had similar things. Like you know, Spider Cat shoots spider out of his mouth, or spider webs out of his mouth. But um, that was funny. But in this Spider-Man India, he uses the the bangle too, mm-hmm. like as part of his swinging and, and attacks, and just like he's more like almost like a yo-yo with his with his moving. Yeah. So they do a really good job with stuff like that, and I I always like when there's at least one Spider-Man who's like, I love being Spider-Man. This is the best. I'm doing all these great things. I'm having tea with my aunt. And he's like, I love chai tea. No, chai just means tea. You're saying tea tea. That was a really funny scene. I don't know why. But and then we have going down the list. Daniel Kalua as Hobart Hobie Brown slash Spider Punk. I, I, I like Toby. So I just love when it all goes to hell and Hobie's just like, yeah, I quit. 
yeah. come out. <laughs> and then he ends up helping them too, which is Well, that's better. the thing, because like, at first you think, oh, this guy's going to be like, you know, antagonistic towards Miles, because he's clearly like... Him and Gwen have a thing. Him and Gwen have a thing. Miles really likes Gwen, so what is going to be here? And then, you know, it starts going down with Miguel and all them, and Hobie's just like... I'm out. This isn't what I signed up this for. This isn't what I signed up for. And then you, he, of course, sends Gwen the the, the watch. The, yeah. the, so even better. You ready for this one? What? Hobie Brown is the son of the editor-in-chief of the Daily Plant, Daily Bugle, mm. Robbie Brown, who was in the original Spider-Man movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they never introduced Hobie, though. But yeah, I, I will say, though, it was a little... Sometimes... Apparently, this is an issue everywhere. It's hard to understand what people were saying in this movie sometimes. Really? Like, the volume and, like, how loud they were. I don't know if... Apparently, that's a thing that's going around, people are I saying. I didn't have... A, we didn't... I don't think we had a real issue. Hobie... The Hobie character, he was low... He talks very well. It was just, but I think that was just the character. Yeah. Like the, I did find it jarring sometimes his animation style next to just normally animated per- mm. characters. He was like this. He was the Nick Cage of this movie. It felt like a little bit. Yeah. But even like Nick Cage, Spider Man Noir, he mm. still looked like a normal character. character. Like this it's not like like, a, like this one had backgrounds that changed behind just yeah, him. It, it was, was it was a punk rock like look at the carry was weird which but. is fine because Spider Punk has been around for for quite some time. But it was just it was jarring sometimes. And imagine like. You were dating somebody and they just suddenly started changing colors behind you and like like they don't look human half the time. It, it, sometimes a little it was a little much. Let's see. Going down the rest of the spider people, we have Andy Samberg as Ben Riley slash the Scarlet Spider. Scarlet Spider was one of my favorite characters growing up because he was the first not Peter Parker Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It was during the Clone Saga, which people hate. The the whole Spider-Man Clone Saga has been generally distasted by most Marvel fans. But we have two different Scarlet Spiders that come out of it, and Ben Riley's the first one, and I really liked him. And they gave him the 90s of 90s styles. Yeah. And so, again, though, sometimes it was very jarring against the regular backgrounds. So I'm just seeing right here below Andy Samberg's name. I didn't realize that the Miles of Earth-42 is a different voice I actor. know. I just saw that, too, played so, by Gerald Jerome. That's interesting. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. But again, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We have Amanda... Amandla Stenberg as Margot Kess slash Spiderbite, the virtual reality spider person. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting seeing her kind of swing towards the Miles side and try, and then end up thinking she helped him, but by accident sending him to the worst place possible. <laughs> we have Jack Quaid as Peter Parker of Gwen's universe, who became the Lizard, which was yeah, interesting. Was it was nice to see. We didn't know anything about that in the first movie, right? We saw a brief glimpse in her backstory of, saw a silhouette of him as the Lizard and her fighting him and then him dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no lines or anything. All right. Here we go. Now, some of these characters are just by voice archive stuff or just in passing. I'm going to do my best. We have Kimiko Glenn as Penny Parker. She makes her return. Nicolas Cage and John Mulaney reprise their roles as Spider-Man Noir and Peter Parker through archival audio recordings. And then a last shot of them. Elizabeth Perkins as May slash Quippy Spider-Person. I didn't know Elizabeth Perkins was in this movie. I like her. But anyway, we have Taryn Killam as Patrick O'Hara slash Web Slinger and his horse Widow. Nick Novicki as the Lego Spider-Man. And one of my personal favorites, Josh Keaton reprising his role as Peter Parker slash the Spectacular Spider-Man. If you have not watched Spectacular Spider-Man on Netflix, it is probably one of the best Spider-Man. They didn't uh, get any Christopher Daniel Barnes or anything? I was really upset that they didn't. No, unfortunately, no. You have Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker slash the Insomniac Spider-Man from Marvel's Spider-Man video game. And we have Mike Renata as Ezekiel Slim slash Sim slash Spider Therapist. And then Uncle Ben died. And then Uncle Ben died. <laughs> that was actually really funny. Sophia Barclay as Malara Winsler slash Spider UK. 
Danielle Perez as Charlotte Weber slash Sunspider, Metro Boonin as Metro Spider-Man, a fictionalized unique version of himself, and Max Bourne as Spider-Man 2211. That was another big series, the 2211. He's the one with the extra arms that Miguel's hiding on. Mm-hmm. Or not Miguel, uh, Miles. All right, here we go. Some of the un... The non-vocal appearances. We have Spider-Man Unlimited, Spider-Man from the Marvel Mangaverse, Cyborg Spider-Woman, Bombastic Bagman, Spider-Woman, Julia Carpenter version, Samurai Spider-Man, Canadian Spider-Woman, Doppelganger, Ashley Barton slash Spider-Kingpin, Flash Thompson slash Captain Spider, Maybell Riley slash Lady Spider, Mary Jane Parker slash Spinnerette and her daughter Anna Mae Parker slash Spider-Ling. Spider Side, Last Stand, Peter Parker, Earth X Spider Man, Spider Cop, Spider Armor, Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, Chibi Spider Man, Tarantula of Earth 1610A, Prince of Arcane slash Batar Parkar slash Spider Rex, Spider Cat, Spider Monkey, Spider Wolf, and Peter Parkadakar as the Spider Mobile, which was ridiculous. You also have Mayday Parker making her first appearance as a Baby Mayday. Let's see. I think that's really a lot of the. Big one. J.K. Simmons is uh, J.K. Simmons playing back as J. Jonah Jameson. Let's see. We have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland all appearing in some capacity. The Andrew Garfield one was the was the most obvious one because oh, yeah. it was actually like, his face. I think the other two were just like spider footage. And then I think there was a Ben Uncle Ben shot for yeah. Uh, there was an Uncle Ben shot for both Martin Sheen and for uh, Cliff Robertson. Yeah, oh, and you know, uh, what was I was just gonna say Aaron uh, Davis. Mm. So we have Donald Glover plays an alternate version of Aaron Davis slash The Prowler. That was a big fan casting of him as Miles Morales. And then obviously he plays Aaron Davis in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Which was great. And then we have, let's see, we mentioned Peggy Lou reprises her role as Mrs. Chen from Venom, identified as Earth 688. Cliff Robinson, Dennis Leary, and Jake Gyllenhaal all appear through archival footage. And we also have voice recordings of Alfred Molina saying, hello, Peter. Which was fantastic. And then obviously there are hundreds of spider people in this. And there's no way to to quantify how many Spider-Man people were in this. Like we're going to have to watch this movie. <clears throat> people are going to be watching this movie a dozen more times just to make a list. Yeah. But I will say the best the best scene in the entire movie is somebody gets Spider-Man. They all stop. You, you, you me, you. me, and you. Recreates the, the, you know, now the famous meme. I love the the 1960s Spider-Man yeah. when he's swinging in slow with he can't move because they use stock footage to sw- to and the, when they animated back in the day and he goes oh no I missed and he just falls <laughs> or I can't bend my leg. They, this movie had some of the best mm-hmm. comedy, the best visuals, the best script writing. Like I, you can't say enough great things about this movie. Yeah, no, it was it was really really well done i really wish i remember what i gave the first one so when we do star city ratings i'll do the same thing or different but i will say that this this may be a near perfect movie i can't i can't give it perfect though until we see the second half i guess i guess all right i mean the Uh, movie itself is great i mean even i mean the other one you'll just be the other movie yeah so any other thoughts on that you want to mention just that this this really has turned into, I mean, just really well done for for Sony. I yeah. mean, because I mean we talked about it forever. I mean, before the Tom Holland Spider Man, I mean they were just, you know, trying, push, you know, trying. Well, what, what was they the, wanted they to, do to, the they to do the had to do they had to do the Andrew Garfield before they or else they lost the rights, right. You know, they wanted to do a Sinister Six movie. They wanted to do all this. Then, you know, the second Amazing Spider-Man movie just was not that good. And 
It was just not that good. It's I'm not sorry. that I know. I know. I'm I know. not not. I know. It, I know. But I know. you knew that it was over for Andrew Garfield. It was like, okay, we got to, you know, and then we got to start over again. And then they get Tom Holland, and that that seems to be consensus that this was, you know, the, the right best, move. The best move. Then they got Disney involved, so now Mar- the MCU can be involved. So it got to a point where it's like, okay, so what is they got left? It was this. It was the Venom, Morbius. Talk it's more than time. God, but this really has become their crowning achievement. I yes, think. you know they picked the right people to do it. You know, Christopher Lord and um, why am I blanking on the other guy's uh, name? Miller. Chris, I'm sorry, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, yeah. who did the Lego Movie, who directed Twenty One Jump Street. So they've been around, and they really got an eye for animation. And it's just, it's not. It doesn't have that. Oh, it was just done for animation for for sake of doing it it was like now this works we made sure that they tried we chose an animation style that would make this different from anything else they tried something new and they were yes. given permission to do it which is even crazier especially yes. with a property like spider-man which sony is notoriously possessive over with yeah. rightfully so like we, we remember hearing all the disney stuff and it was like well why don't you just want to work with disney and they're like because they want 92 percent of all of the money for this and yeah. we're doing all the work they're like uh, okay yeah i gotcha Makes sense. But yeah, I mean, this movie, the fact that they were able to do so much and do so many different things, it, it makes it work. And this movie is one of the rare times where the sequel measures up, if not surpasses the original. And it's it's a rare thing. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. It's it's. I think it's, it's better than the first movie, but in more of just a sense of story. It's not better in terms of the other one I can't watch and this is just a better movie. No, it's just taking a really good movie and just upping the ante. In all the right ways. They went bigger. It's like, did you see the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies? I saw the first one. That movie pissed me off so much. I know. You should watch the sequel though because they... They They really kick into the They lead into the the meta of sequels and like there's a whole great scene of like, you know, we're transferring you back to Jump Street, you know, and increasing the budget. It's like... Double the budget means double the profits for some strange reason. Like, and it's the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, Nick yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. And it's just really a great scene. Yeah. But anyway, so I think they did those movies too. They they did. I just yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah. So sorry, I'm I'm multitasking. But anyway, um, they were supposed to they were supposed to do solo. Yeah, which would have been an interesting. And they you know they just didn't, didn't have creative differences with Kathleen Kennedy and it just you know shocking. Didn't end up. Let me lay down on that one. <laughs> Star City rating for Across the Spider Verse. <sighs> I'm going to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. I think I gave the last one a five. Really? It's, I can't find anything wrong with it. That's my problem. And I want to give this movie a five also. Mm-hmm. Because like literally it is just, like even just, there's like a, a picture on the screen right now of all the different universes and the different styles. And I'm like, just that alone, like to create these whole worlds that feel like real worlds. Mm-hmm. And like when he's chasing him throughout his the twenty ninety nine universe, like you're like, what what is that thing? What does it do? Like what like why are the people driving this way? Like you get immersed into the world too, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, why are all these things happening like this? So for me, I want to give it a four and a half for now, and then I want to wait until after the third one because yeah. there are only a few trilogies in history that we can ever say every movie's good. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is one. Back to the Future, Back to the future. Lethal Weapon, in my Lethal opinion. Weapon, even. Four movies instead of third, but still. Yeah. It, so it's very hard to find. The Captain America trilogy, I would argue. Yeah. I, I wanted to say Thor at one point, but I can't anymore. <sighs> but I wanted to say Ant-Man at one point, but I can't anymore. <sighs> but so it, it's rare. It's Iron a, Man, you can't say that about. I never did. No, I'm just saying. Uh, but it, it's a rare thing to get a trilogy of movies where all of them are of high quality. Mm-hmm. And this might be one of the 
one of those. So I'm excited. Hmm. What about you? I'm going to agree with you four and a half. I thought this movie was just, I knew it was going to be good because obviously I enjoyed Into the Spider-Verse. I didn't expect it to be so much better than I expected. Yeah. So it was just a hit on everything. It hit on the the animation. It hit on the story. It hit on the the characters. It hit on all the hidden gems of, you know, just throwing at you all the different Spider-Mans. And I was... And again, sitting in the movie's over two hours long. Let's establish It's a long that. movie. It's a long movie. So for anyone out there who hasn't seen it, just forewarning you, especially if you go to a theater where they show like almost a half hour of trailers, you're going to be there for at least three hours. But it never, it's a, there's never a dull moment in the movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The oh, movie, it, it, the pacing is fantastic. The pacing is fantastic. It never to a point do you feel like you, know, you look at your watch or you look at your phone. I just was like, I'm like, wow, this we haven't resolved anything yet. And we've been watching this movie for a long time. And then all of a sudden, to be continued. I was like, what? I turned to my girlfriend and I'm just like, I am a little upset, but it was still so good. So good. <laughs> and I immediately was like, when does the next one come out? I'm like, less than a year. I was like, okay. All right, we can, we can do this. I can do this. It's like, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be eight it, months. We're going to be talking about this movie yeah, again. No, nah, it's, it's really going to be interesting. And, and it, it didn't even need time to fester. I mean, immediately the, the the movie stopped, and I was like, "Wow, that was fantastic!" Oh yeah, walking out of the theater, walking out of the theater, just being like, "That was so good." I, I, I could see that again in theaters. I don't know if I will, just because timing and there's other movies coming out that I want to see. So just, but that is a movie I would. That's a movie I would own. Oh yeah, absolutely on Blu-ray. You know, that's a movie I would own. You know, whatever. So, I, I four and a half. I don't remember if I was a part of your your episode, not the, the not the retrospect on Into the Spider-Verse, but like your original episode. But I would have given that movie a four. Yeah, you know that's that movie fair. was so good because it took me a couple a while to because that movie came out before we started doing this. Yeah, doing the we never the we cinematic. actually we never did an episode on oh, yeah, the first one. You guys had your hiatus. Yeah, the, the long ass <laughs> hiatus. <laughs> But uh, that's going to pretty much wrap us up for today. We're not going to do Fan Feedback Friday just because I'm two weeks behind and I don't want to. It's fine. We'll start over over next week. week. But if you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's really simple. You just go to our Facebook page, Multiverse Fancast, every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a Fan Feedback Friday question. You can also check out more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. And if you're looking for some social media interaction, we're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all these things. Just type in The Misfit Faction or The Multiverse Fancast. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. If you want more Sean in your life, and let's face it who doesn't you can check him out with me on our other show cinematic adventures but that's gonna wrap us up for today sean thank you for joining me hey you are welcome i am welcome thank you for for welcoming me but anyway that's gonna wrap us up as always i'm paul i'm not ronnie but i'm sean and we'll be back in a flash